Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. There have been too many people who've gotten involved in too many relationships that have gone off track. Most of the time, it has to do with our approach to getting involved in these relationships. Today, our oldest daughter, Jasmine, is going to be sharing some biblical principles to singles from the book of Judges, looking at the life of Samson and how he related to the women that caused him major issues in his life. Grab a hold of your Bible, take a listen to Jasmine Berry as she talks about love at first sight. Really? Stay tuned after today's message and we'll let you know how you can get it in its entirety. I know you will want to hear it again. Come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's Word. Out of the one who eats came something to eat and out of the strong came something sweet. Three days later, they were still trying to figure it out. I'll be honest, I would have never figured it out myself. It wasn't really like a really good riddle to begin with. But three days later, they're like, wait a minute. Like, now we're all about to lose a ton of money. Like, we got to figure this out. And so on the fourth day, they went to Samson's wife. At this point, he's already married. He said, can you entice your husband to explain the riddle for us? Or we will burn down your father's house with you in it. Did you invite us to this party to make us poor? So Samson's wife came to him in tears and says, you don't love me, you hate me. You've given my people a riddle, but you haven't told me the answer. I haven't even given the answer to my father and mother, he replied. Why should I tell you? So she cried whenever she was with him and kept it up. She started cutting up for the whole celebration. And on the seventh day, he was like, I'm tired of this. The Bible says she was tormenting him with her nagging, ladies. I'm going to save that for another day, but just take a note from that. Then she explained the riddle to the young men. So before sunset of the seventh day, the men in the town came to Samson with their answer and said, what is sweeter than honey? What is stronger than a lion? It's like Jeopardy. What is stronger than a lion? Samson replied, if you hadn't plowed with my heifer, you wouldn't have solved my riddle. That's a nice way of referring to your wife, right? Then the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon him. He went down to the town of Ashkelon, killed 30 men, took their belongings, and then gave their clothing to the men who solved his riddle. But Samson was furious about what had happened, and he went back home to live with his father and his mother. So his wife was given in marriage to the man who had been Samson's best man at the wedding. So let's let's look at what went wrong here with Samson. A lot went wrong, right? I don't think anything went the way that he planned for it to go. First, Samson chose his wife based on how she looked and not her character. Samson was enamored with the way that she looked. When his parents were like, why do you like him? He's like, she looks good to me. I want her. She caught his eye. Samson wasn't looking to build a relationship based on love, but on lust. In the beginning, a person's looks may draw your attraction, but it is their heart that should be tested and weighed before committing to them long-term. Building a relationship based solely on attraction, sexual chemistry, etc., is like building a house on the sand. It's not a good foundation, and over time, the storms of life are going to come, and it's going to erode at the foundation of that relationship. What is lust? The dictionary defines it as a very strong sexual desire. So he chose his wife based on the fact that he thought that she was fine. 
And that was the only qualification. And we laugh, but that's how we pick the people that we are in relation with, relationships with sometimes. We see them and we're like, man, they look good. Let's not talk about the fact that we see them at church and we're like, they're at church, check. They look good, check. I think that's all I need. But that's not going to help you build a strong relationship. What does the Bible say about lust? Colossians 3 and 5 says, So put to death the sinful earthly things lurking within you. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and evil desires. Don't be greedy for a greedy person as an idolater worshiping the things of the world. Paul says, look, we have to put to death like these lustful desires. That's not to say that you should not be attracted to the person that you're pursuing, okay? If you're not attracted to them, that's a problem. You should, but that should not be the driving force in what you build your relationship on. That should not be the driving force on how you select your spouse, because they look good to me. That's all I need, because 10 years from now, they're not going to look the same way. Two years from now, they might not look the same way. And then you're like, maybe I picked wrong, Lord. No. We don't build relationships based on how people look. That's not our first thing. So that's the first thing he did. Looks fade, but your character really shows who you are. After all the makeup, after all the hair and the lashes are taken off, who are you? What's going on? What's going on on the inside? Because what's going on in your heart is truly who you are. Out of our heart is what's going to come out of our mouth. It's what's going to determine our actions. It's what's going to determine our thinking. It's going to determine how we love, how we care for people. What's going on in the heart of the person that you are interested in? What is their character like? When you're around them, do you realize that they're a liar? Do you realize that they're a manipulator, that they like to deceive? Like, what is going on in their heart? Are you seeing the fruit of the Spirit being manifested in their lives? Love, joy, peace, patience, self-control. So those are things that we need to look for when we're pursuing a spouse, somebody to have a long-term, a lifelong relationship with. And that's where he went wrong first. He chose his partner based on the fact that she looked good and not based on the fact of her heart posture, not based on the fact of her character, not based on the fact that she loved the Lord, not based on anything but the fact that she looked good. And when you make decisions based on the fact that somebody just looks good to you, like that's not going to be enough to hold a relationship together long term. Second, Samson chose someone who didn't have the same spiritual beliefs as him. Now, Samson was a Israelite. He was a part of the, the, the group of the people of God. And the Philistines were people who they worshiped other gods. They weren't, they weren't God's chosen people. And he went to their land and found a wife. He was so caught up how she looked, he ignored the fact that she was a Philistine woman. And his parents were like, can't you find somebody from like around here somewhere? Although the Jewish people throughout their history married foreign wives like Moses and and Solomon, God often warned against marrying or having a relationship with those outside the Israelite community. Often such women or men would lead their entire families astray, chasing after idols or foreign gods. 
And so what he did was he found somebody who didn't believe in the God that he believed in. I find it interesting that in 2020 that we debate on whether the person we marry should be a Christian or not. Like, as believers. Like, that's a question as believers. Like, do they have to be a Christian? Do they have to know the Lord? Do they have to have a relationship with God, or can they just be like a good person? The fact that we are Christians, that we follow a certain set of morals and beliefs that guide our lives— and when you get into relationship with somebody else who don't follow, the, who don't believe in the same things that you believe in, they don't have the same moral compass and the same guidelines that we live our lives by. And what happens is when you get into a long-term relationship with somebody, at the beginning it may be cool, but over time when you start raising kids, when you start making decisions, you're going to come into a place of conflict because you believe something, you believe that things should be done a certain way because you're like, I want to honor God in this. And they're like, I don't, I don't, I don't care about that. You know, it was interesting on, on this last season, spoiler alert, so if you're going to watch Love is Blonde on Netflix, Sorry. But on this last, this last season, there was a couple, and there, there was a girl and a guy, and the girl said she was a Christian, where, you know, she wasn't super sanctified, but she, was, she said she was a Christian. And let me do a side note. This, this is, has nothing to do with the message, but this, is, this bugged the fire out of me. Well, we profess to be believers, but we, but we show something else that doesn't line up with the Word of God. Not only does that bring shame upon ourselves, but it brings shame upon the God that we say that we serve. Because I was watching them, I'm like, man, she is embarrassing us Christian folks on national TV. I'm done with that. So anywho, so this girl, she's on there and she's like getting down to the nitty gritty with this guy. And they're having this, you know, they're on their final like pod dates and everything. And then he's talking about how much he likes her or whatever. And she was like, would you go to church with me? And he's like, I don't believe in God. And she was like, oh, that might be a problem. And so he's convincing her, like, well, what's, like, it's the love that's going to carry us. It's okay. Like, we'll make it through this. And she's, like, trying to convince herself that she could possibly make it work. And she literally said, I've dated Christian guys before, and it didn't work out before, so maybe I should try something else. She got down the line. She was just like, I can't do it. And he's, like, convincing her, like, we can make it. We love each other. Like, let's just put the effort in. Like, I'm willing to kind of learn a little bit about, like, this thing. Like, I don't care if you take our kids to church, you know, but I just don't believe in God. And, like, she kept just saying, you know what, like, I just, I can't. Ultimately, she was like, I can't do this. Like, my relationship with God is everything. You know, I can't do this. But what got me was... Okay, this is a spoiler alert for real. What got me was that she was contemplating it, and then she took him to her family. Her family's talking to him, and they're like, oh, yeah, we like him. And then her brother says, so tell me about yourself. Are you a godly man? And he was like, what's godly? And they were like, what? They were all looking at her like, why would you bring somebody in here who's not? (laughs) Exactly how Samson's parents looked at him. Like, why would you bring somebody in here who doesn't even believe in the God that you say that you live your life to please him? 
We make decisions based on like, I love this person so much. They're such a good person. And I believe that maybe over time, like God's going to save them or maybe over time, like God's going to do a work in their life and it's going to be okay. But I'm, you know, I'm just going to make this decision and jump into this relationship with this person. And then 10, 15 years later, you're down at the altar saying, you know what? Like, I can't do this anymore. Like I've been praying for God to save my husband. I've been praying for God to save my wife. And I've been praying for all these things. I've been going through all these trials and tribulations that I didn't have to go through because I chose to be in a relationship with somebody who didn't love the God that I said that I love. And now I'm committed to my relationship with God and I'm committed to doing the things of God and I'm committed to following after Jesus. I'm committed to surrendering my entire life to God, but I have to go back to a household with somebody who is just living it up and living a life full of sin. It doesn't, and our lives are going in two separate directions because we don't serve the same God. And I'm telling you now to save you from years of heartbreak and years of frustration and years of anger. It's not worth it being in a relationship with somebody who does not love Jesus. Because relationships are hard. Marriages are hard. Just, just being saved. Okay? Relationships are hard when two people even agree. But you get two people. The Bible says, how can two walk together unless they agree? How many people are like Samson who, when he saw something that was enticing to his eye, he wanted it regardless of the consequences and the character of the person. Many people have gotten involved in relationships just because someone looked good to them on the outside, but they weren't good on the inside. This is Jerry G. Martin, and we certainly hope that you've enjoyed this message today. You've been listening to a message to our congregation by my oldest daughter, Jasmine. If you know someone who's single, let them hear this message. And you can hear it again by going to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Or you can go to our website at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. I want to take a moment to invite you to be our guest at The Light of the World. We are open for in-person service every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. You're welcome to come. We still have some safety protocols in place as we are looking out for your well-being. But come on out. Hear the Word of God. Pastor Jackie is in a dynamic series, and she'll be teaching. I'll be speaking from time to time, but God will be speaking every time at The Light of the World. We are at 16161 Old Humble Road every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Also remember we have the Beacon Bookstore right here on our campus for your Sunday school materials, your books, Bible, communion supplies, and church supplies. Call us at the Beacon at 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, May the Lord our God richly bless you and we'll be with you again next time.